level. We are two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point of bite-sized with TV you can tackle on your way to or from school each day. This week, we talk about COVID burnout. Thanks for joining us. For those of you that are tuning in, um, this is Karen, and this is my new voice. Yep, Karen's got nodules. Hi, Christy. <laughs> Thanks for just jumping out my medical business to everyone. I, I didn't sign anything for HIPAA. You didn't. <laughs> I did not. I did not put you on my list of people that could share my medical business, though. Karen's husband and I have the exact same anxieties. Yes. And so she came over and she's like, I'm going to see a doctor. And uh-huh. I was like, it's been about a month of this. Yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's great. And she goes, my husband's scared I have cancer. And I was like, okay, get under so wise out in the open because me too. <laughs> you guys, vocal nodules are typically non-cancerous. They just require a lot of work. In three to six short months, I will have my voice back. She has back. to go to vocal therapy. Yes, vocal hygiene therapy. Oh, hygiene therapy. That's Thank right. you. That's Whoa. Oh, I just made that my thing fall again. Anyways, I will say that I had to go back and listen to an old podcast because I literally forgot how my voice was <laughs> to sound. I also bought a new like amplifying system to wear at work. It's oh, yeah. Rose gold. You have, like a Britney Spears headset. <laughs> uh-huh. I just can't, like, guys, my voice hurts, and, like, anyone that knows education the first two weeks of school, we don't not talk. Like, like, all I'm doing is talking. really poor timing for us and our podcast. Right? We just got featured in Edutopia, and now we're probably getting new listeners, and they're like, who is that woman going through puberty (laughs) at the age of 40? What is happening? Anyways. Well, welcome if you are a new listener. Maybe my new vocal therapist will teach me how to talk in falsetto. <laughs> and then I'll just use this. Would you still be my friend if I had to I talk like that? I feel like the pod's going to go downhill. <laughs> but, like, on a friend's level, would you still be friends with me? Yeah, I'll still be me? friends with you, but I don't know that I'll do a podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> okay, well, that was our witty banter that portion. Was it. That was it. That's all you guys get. I... I'm slowly decomposing before everyone's eyes. <laughs> Welcome to our topic, COVID burnout. Yes! <laughs> That's you, my segue. All right, do you want to read the... I also fell at work yes, this week. she has a huge bruise on her knee. You guys, I literally am, like, falling, falling apart. Yeah, falling apart. It was hand sanitizer on the floor, and on white <laughs> tile, that is hard Dangerous. to see. Dangerous, yeah. Yep. Another COVID... You should post a picture of your bruise. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's really bad. I okay, did take we'll them. do that. Okay. We'll do it. Stay tuned. How exciting. <laughs> okay, Karen, read our scenario this week. Okay. I am a second. We didn't even put where, who this is. We did. I think it was actually a male listener. Okay. Oh, nice. So, anonymous male listener. I think we only have one, so you'll know who you are. Um, he wrote, I am a second year head principal from the Southeast. As we enter the third year of school in a pandemic, Why'd you make me read this? You know I have vocal fatigue. I I am noticing that some of my most resilient teachers are feeling the effects of COVID fatigue. With two unprecedented, oh my gosh, <laughs> unprecedented, uh huh, years of teaching behind them and another uncertain year ahead, the constant uncertainty is wreaking havoc on their social and emotional health. As the principal, how can we keep staff well and normalize school in a very abnormal oh. situation? so hard right now. I think everybody like in June was going into the school year uh-huh. like so optimistic. Oh yeah, like oh my gosh, finally we're going to have a normal year. It's right. going to feel so much better. 
And I think even in August, we were, like, naively, like, the I, beginning of August. I think, she, I agree, because I think I thought it would be, like, the same as last year, and yes. it turned out to be harder. Yeah, I think we all thought, like, okay, it's not unprecedented anymore. We've done it. Yes. We did masks. We did quarantine. We did scared. We and did this. And all of that. And so we've got this, but it's harder. It is harder. I think that families have higher expectations. Yep, our central office has higher expectations. And, but yeah, it's it's just much harder. I don't even know how to describe it. I think the hard comes from we haven't gotten a break. No, yeah, no break. And then I think to this Delta variant, while I'm not a medical professional, it is impacting kids right. more. And right. so, I, I don't know. And there's just so much, I think last year there was just so much unity around. Yep. Like, let's try and keep everyone together. Let's do the very best. Everyone's doing the best they can. And this year just feels really also, like, it's all over the news, very politicized about who should wear masks, who shouldn't, distance learning versus in person. It just feels very aggravated all across the country. Yeah. Everyone's kind of um, on pens and needles. And Mm -hmm. everyone, I don't know, it just feels like everyone's... um, What's what I'm looking for? Like tensions yes. are high? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, too, we're seeing... Nerves are frayed? <laughs> yes. I think last year we saw, yes, there was gaps, but we were learning. We There was there was, there was was so much learning we were doing on how to navigate a pandemic that now we're really focused on yeah. the gaps. Mm-hmm. And that feels overwhelming to yep. teachers, yep. seeing all these various holes that they hadn't seen before. Oh, did our food get delivered? Uh-huh. Is it at the door right now? Order. I've got to go. Okay, let's pause pod. We will return. Please hold. All right, and we're back. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, with the power of editing, we don't actually have to tell you when we leave. We don't, but we're just really transparent. Yeah, that's one um, of our tenants here. We we ordered uh, dinner and it got here in the middle of our pod. (laughs) Yeah, what's really happening is currently at my home, my husband at the behest, behoovement of Christy's husband yeah, is throwing my, a fantasy football party. My husband's always the instigator. Yep. And then I didn't want to be a part of that because I don't need to be around dudes and beer and wings. So I was like, Christy, let's work on some stuff yes. at your house. We're having a TMP work session. But obviously we have the children. Yes. Because we're far <laughs> and superior. I, and I am paying my kids $10 <laughs> each if they just don't fight and like leave us And alone. also don't tell my kid about the payment because she has no idea what money can do for her yet. <laughs> She's only five. She does not know. Okay. So anyway, anyways, back to so bed. Things were really hard. I think now we were we were we were talking about really like some uplifting things, right? Uh, we're really gloom confident. and doom. But we did do a little bit of research, and you found some really interesting stats about like prior to COVID. Yes. Eight percent like of teachers were leaving the profession, um, and new teachers left a lot higher at higher rates. Yes. Um, but now it's like up to 19 to 30% each year and 40% are leaving before year five. After COVID. After like, COVID. Like that much more. Almost half of our new teachers are Are leaving. not going to make it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I already, we knew it was high. Right. But it's even, I don't know, it's even higher now. Right. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. It really is. So that obviously, like, that leaves a lot of pressure on building leaders and mm-hmm. district leaders to really not ignore this is happening. Yeah, and I think because you read, too, that some of the quote-unquote solutions are putting the burden of solving burnout back on teachers. Like, yeah. care and balance. Like, that's also not the answer. Like, we have to fix the system. I thought that was really interesting. I was also having a conversation with a friend of mine who's a teacher in a different district, and she was just 
quoting to me the ironies of like the things that are being asked of them. Like, we're going to ask that during your plan time, you find a buddy and go do some yoga. Well, that actually, like, stressed her out because way more. Because now you can't do your job. <laughs> She's like, well, now I have to, like, self-care during the day when really, like, I just want to go home and watch Netflix all night and not think about my job. Yeah, that's, Netflix sounds better than yoga. <laughs> right. And so one of the articles I read was um, really... I think it was the Walden Institute talking about when people are putting out solutions, just make sure that the burden of the solution (laughs) is not on the person being burned out. Yes. Agreed. Christy and I are also knee deep in our dissertation work. And by knee deep, I mean we've like stuck one toe in. Yeah. And we don't really like the temperature (laughs) of the water. We had a meeting this weekend with our dissertation group. We were going to go do brunch and like work on it. Uh And then we actually were like, Hey, Has anyone actually done work on it? Nobody did work, so we should just cancel, cancel. this meeting. <laughs> so literally, like, we've, like, took, just touched our foot in the water, and we're like, hard pass. We'll skip. <laughs> Anyways, um, burnout is, like, a pretty heavily researched I didn't realize thing. it was, like, a true term. Like, yeah. Like, it was, like, kind of colloquial or, like... Or, like, people that are stressed. Or, yeah. yeah. No, it's a legit thing, and there's actually, like, this really cool... Shout out to Leah, who brought this research to us. Um, in our dissertation group, but there's actually like this, um, what's it called? Kind of like a framework for uh-huh. looking at it. And like a scale almost. Mm-hmm. That your job demand resources model. Yep. And so when the job demands are too high on one end and the resources aren't enough, that's when you get burnout. Yep. And so as an administrator, as a district leader, as a school leader, you have to start looking at it like a formula almost. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic just added... 20 more pounds to the job demand. Yes. And what resources are we then going to add uh-huh. to even that scale out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't have that answer. No. But, but we need to be mindful of what we can control as building leaders. Yeah, and there are a lot of federal programs coming down and yeah. grants and um, ESSER funds yeah. and things like that. And so there are ways to advocate for how those should be used and the, and the uh, intentional ways to use those for sure. But yeah, doing yoga during your plan time when you would maybe rather get work done so you can go home at the end of the day is... Maybe not one of them. Yeah, I don't think that would be supported by the JDR research. (laughs) (laughs) So Christy, what are some things? What do you think? Do you want to go soul or system here? Yeah, I feel like soul. (laughs) Okay, hit it, girl. What's your soul telling you? So I think that the biggest thing for both of us is... Being real, being honest, transparent, vulnerability, which right. that sounds really silly, but it's okay to tell people that it's hard, that you're drowning, that you right. know that this is not ideal. Um, but I think that you have to stay humble in that because I think when leaders try to be like, it's all fine, like everything's great, and, mm-hmm. and everybody is like, the building's on fire. Right. Um, they can see right through that. And I think that this is really where leaders have to check themselves. And I don't just mean principals. And we really believe anyone in a leadership role because this could also Mm -hmm. be in your grade level team. But if we're saying we really do realize the job demands are higher, if a teacher needs to not stay on a committee this year, if a teacher needs to take a mental health day, like how are you greeting those Requests. Requests. Mm-hmm. Are you rolling your eyes? Mm-hmm. Are you gossiping behind their back? Are you like, sighing? yes. Are you feeling overwhelmed and frustrated because that's then cre- creating demands on you or someone mm-hmm. else? Like, I think we just have to really check ourselves and like, if we're saying we want you to value what you need, mm-hmm. 
we have to match that with our actions. That's Agreed. really hard. It is. It is because usually if somebody is dropping out There's of dominoes. one of those roles, then it does come back on you in some way to either fill, it. fill that role um, with another person Supplement or if you it. can't find anyone, then yeah. you're just doing the work likely. So it is. It's tricky to keep a building running when you are honoring people's needs. Right. Like that. And I think it's fair to be honest, too, about there's ways we have to get creative and think outside the box that we haven't had to. We're both staffing shortages nationwide, <laughs> like bus drivers, food service workers, uh-huh. not just teachers. I no, mean, don't even get me started on special education. Every role. Every role. And so. And it's not just, it's everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and so getting creative about, are there, are there ways we can bring volunteers in? I know that there's COVID protocols, but how can we get creative mm-hmm. about that? Are there ways that we can remove some of the demands on teachers because they are having to pick up other demands? Right. Yeah, and then balancing your own with if you have data that you are supposed to be producing or certain expectations and figuring out how to be that buffer between those expectations that might be from higher ups and buffering your teachers from those. Yeah, that's really challenging. Mm -hmm. I think that a system that helps a little is thinking about like how you can put a filter system in place to give give yourself the time to really think through these things Mm -hmm. so thinking through making a list spending some time making a list of what have what's been added to teachers that's good and then what what are the job demands that have increased we know that at any point kids are going in and out of quarantine that's a demand that's added to teachers yeah so then what can you take off their plate in that way I know that it's super simple, but, like, I just passed out a flow chart to teachers about, like, if this happens, then these are the people that are taking on various roles. Yep. Even something as simple as that so they don't have to, like, stop and be like, wait, who does what and where's that email and what? Yep. There's something right there. And we then, had, like, a, a template. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so if a kid did go in quarantine in the past year, like, we just had a template and you could copy paste it and yep. paste it into an email to all of the families and it showed them how to access, right. you know, the, the links and everything. So every teacher wasn't having to create to that. Recreate the wheel. Yeah. Yes. And even thinking about if you're going to have them do this, have you given them the time to do that? Mm-hmm. Carve out an hour and a half and say, okay, now's your time to do your quarantine plan. Go, mm-hmm. get it done. And letting them do it. Absolutely. I, re- I read about another system I hadn't really heard of, and I yeah, think we, like, I lo- yeah, it. you did. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Stra- Stratford, thank you for those phonemic help, phonological helps. Um, he has the tap in, tap out system, and so he talks about, like, making it, because I think we all say to teachers, if you need a break, do it, but he has it set up to, like, every hour there's someone checking on someone else of, like, you need to catch your breath, you need to go for a walk, you need to answer some emails, you need to respond to this, so he, like, assigns people to tap each other in and out, because sometimes you do, like, you have a parent email that pops up or a demand, and you just want to handle it. And plan time's already passed or whatever it might be. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't do that, but I thought it was Yeah, I don't do it either. I don't do it either. (laughs) But I could, I could see how that would be beneficial. And then, but sometimes it's so hard as a teacher because, like, sometimes it's harder to be gone. It is harder to be gone. Than, yeah. I don't know, you know, because now you have to plan something right. that somebody else can do. So it's a, it's a catch-22 on some level. The other, one other thing on my soul side. So that was a little systems because you went soul first. I did. But I'll say, like, I have a few anecdotes that I won't explicitly share, but I feel like there's also the part that needs to remember that teach, most of our teachers have families that are also experiencing COVID strain. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whether that's loss of loved ones, yeah. loved ones who are dealing with long COVID, children of their own that are dealing with mental health issues mm-hmm. they've never had because they are to distance learning yep. or... And so I think that now more than ever, you need to make personal connections with people. Yep. Send them a text on the weekend. I'm thinking about you, anything you need, so that they know you're reaching out to them as a human, not as an employee. Yeah. I mean, and that's always, I think, one of our tenets is that our teachers are human, our teachers are people, and making sure that we are treating them as such and yeah. recognizing that they are fighting battles that we don't necessarily know anything about. Right. Um, and sometimes we do know about them. Right. <laughs> and honoring that and being proactive and, and, and assisting them. And I've shared with a few of my staff, like, I know because of our roles, we know some ways to get extra resources, yeah. um, mental health supports, because the wait list for therapists and things are... Is- Extremely long. And so I've been able to help a couple staff members find and navigate that on a personal level just because of my job. And I know I wouldn't have known about that if I hadn't reached out to them and said, is everything okay with with you, with your life, with everything? Yeah, that's a good point. And so just tune in to your people and check on them and be willing to be flexible about some of your rules. If If a teacher has their own kid that's struggling at home, be willing to let them leave a few minutes early to go check on them. Like, it's, yeah, it's you have to. That's their number one. Right. Like, technically, we all say that you can replace anybody's job, which maybe that's not actually true right now because there's not applicants. <laughs> <laughs> but Oy. they cannot be replaced at home. And right. just like we cannot be replaced at home, they right. cannot be replaced at home. And so we need to, to make that our number one priority, too, for them. Yep, absolutely. That was my sentimental soul side. I'm not usually sentimental, but I do feel like... That is the best thing that can do. Because I think we both are like, oh, we're not sentimental. We're uh-huh. not mushy gushy. But then, like, at our core, we really are. We are. I like. I prefer to do it over writing when I don't have to look at people. But Christy really hates to look me in the eyes. I really do. So it's her. She hates it worse than I do. I do. I do. All right. From the desk of the matter. Oh, are we tapped out? We're tapped out. We didn't keep time, so I have no idea. Yeah, we might be over. It could be anywhere from five minutes to 45. Sorry. Who knows? All right. So do you want to read the quote or do you want me to? Go, girl. Okay. If you have to put someone on a pedestal, put teachers. They are society's heroes by Guy Kawasaki. Okay, and I really appreciate that his name is Guy because I want to check you, Guy. (laughs) Because I feel like this is what, like, Christy and I, this summarizes what we feel. Schools cannot be the heroes of everything. No, schools cannot fix society's problems. And, and that's what we are asked to do, and then COVID exasperated all of that. Exasperated that. And, like, we agree teachers are heroes. We agree bus drivers and lunch ladies are heroes. But we should not be the only heroes in society. Agreed. So, yes, put us on a pedestal, but also, like, that's daunting. So And impossible. Yeah. So this, our call to action is to use your influence to get other people in society stepped up. Advocate on a state level, on a district level. On a local level, what are resources you have in your community that you could tap into to add resources to your building that don't, that lighten that job demand for teachers? Find them. All right. You're just staring at me. Did I say it bad? No, I thought it was really good. Thank you. That's all we have for today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop and follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. You can find more resources and courses at The Modern Principal. <gasps> Thanks, everybody.